Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth with Eden and Kim, shifting you into higher consciousness, the show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden and Kim include bold topics, special interviews with inspiring guests, intuitive readings, channeled messages from beyond, including celebrities, hot topics to expand your awareness, and time for questions from the audience. Tune in for unprecedented truth, authenticity, on-purpose discussions, and magical moments. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth. It's Kim. And, and Eden. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hope everyone is doing as good as they can be. Uh, we decided to do another episode with just Eden and I um, with some really helpful information, especially during these times that I think are going to, it's going to really help a lot of you. And so we're going to be talking in a bit about eight ways of setting boundaries and saying no more and how to stop people pleasing. So Raise your hand if you need that, right? I know. Um, Everybody should be raising their hands. Right. <laughs> I, I do see that a lot with clients and, and audience members and people even responding to posts and things. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think it affects empaths the most. I mean, I think it, it really affects someone who's an empath. And I know that we've had a lot of responses to our post about empaths. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, okay. Let me share. I want to share. We, we decided to throw this into this episode because I think it's so important. Um, we put up a, a great post. Um, my daughter, Skylar, give her credit. She wrote this wonderful post about, are you an empath? And I think uh, it really struck a chord with a lot of people. So we wanted to expand on it on the show. So I'm going to just read a little bit about what was on the post. Um, so here we go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, and, and, and definitely you and I are empaths. And since we've posted that, then I've had so many people go, oh, my gosh, I am too. I didn't even realize I was. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, this list is so perfect. It just explains it in such a amazing, like, poignant way. Like, everybody's feeling so... Um, I think seen for the first time, like, whoa, that's what's going on with me. I'm and not I, crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not crazy. And I think it's, it's coming up more for people right now, because I think they don't realize the difference between feeling the feelings of the collective, which is are they're all so strong right now. Mm -hmm. um, the negative emotions and the darkness, heaviness, um, and then how to separate that from their own feelings. Right. I think this helps too to to figure out like oh I am taking on other people's feelings and, and they, how to how to eventually learn to not take it on. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let me read this to you. An empath has a, has a heightened sensitivity to feelings and emotions that are not their own, making them more sensitive to the world's energy, which is what we just talked about. And then uh, a few types of empaths. An individual can be can be include any combination of a physical empath, emotional empath, intuitive empath, or animal empath. So uh, I know when I went through this, I've uh, categorized, not categorized, I qualified for every one of these except for the animal one. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm all of them. Okay. Um, a really huge example of an animal empath would be our previous guest. Um, if you if you go back to uh, episodes about you know ten months ago, we had Sally Jenkins on, and she's 
an animal communication expert, and she's definitely an animal empath. Yeah, she you know what? That's why she can, I guess, communicate with animals on that deep level. Right. Well, OK. All right. So uh, here we go. A physical empath picks up on the physical pain of others, our natural healers and sense in block sense blocks in others. Well, definitely big yes for me on that one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's for me. I just want to say that sometimes when I'm I do um, kind of like an interview pre interview before I do readings with new clients and I do it so I can make sure that the person is in a, the right place, kind of ready for a session with me. And before we even get into the conversation deeply, I can pick up already whether this person is blocked or not. Yeah. Um, and I never could figure out why I could do that, but I guess it's because I'm an empath. <laughs> so that's, it's just so helpful. It's a great tool to have if you know how to use it. Right. Okay. Emotional empaths can tune into the emotional energy of people and places. They feel everything very deeply. Big yes on that one. Yes. Intuitive empaths can easily tune into people's energy, read situations well, and are innately psychic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Last one. Animal empaths connect easily with animals, pick up on animal energy, and thrive in nature. Yes. And I think one of the cures for, not cures, but helpful tips for empaths is the more you go out in nature, the more it clears you and makes you not have to suffer as much. <laughs> so yeah, that's a good word for it because we don't have yeah. to suffer with this. Yeah, right. We can figure out how to manage it, have a good balance with it. And then that can go into a whole other hour of conversation, hour long conversation, which maybe we'll do another time. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. These, are, these are really good. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that covers it. Um, well, oh, no. Think, no, wait. There's more. Oh, wait. okay. <laughs> what were you going to say, though? Oh, I just think that this is important for what we're going to cover. You know, a lot of you, if you're not driving, maybe get out a piece of paper so you can write down which ones would help you. But I think what we're going to cover is going to not only help impacts, but just help people right now. Yeah. Because I'm finding that people right now during the pandemic, especially, let alone just in normal life, are just feeling like, okay, I realize how valuable life is. And I realize that I do need to say no to more things. And I do need to be more true to my heart. And not only empaths, but just anyone um, yeah. I think wants to feel happier. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of what we're going to talk about today is just helping you to, to be happier, you know? Yeah, so true. Um, okay, so let me just read this last list of seven quickly um, for the empaths and then everybody else. I hope you join in also because like Kim said, I think it's going to be helpful for every person, every, per every person, every human of mankind. <laughs> um, okay, so the general signs that you may be an empath. Here we go. You feel others' emotions. You're affected by the energy around you. You are easily drained by negativity. Big time on that one. Your intuition is very accurate. You pick up on lies. Do you ever do that? Ah, I have all of these. Uh -huh. yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. um, you can intensely feel others pain and you can sense the vibe of a room. Yep. All of them. Yeah. And I mean, I look at it as a gift now, but I think that it overwhelmed me for a lot of years and then I had to learn how to utilize it and, and, 
just cut cords from it and and not be so attached to all of it there's there's ways of yeah. you know the things we'll talk about today will help you as well yeah for sure oh so yeah so so going into those are amazing and thank you skylar for those and if you guys want to see more, they're on our Talk Purpose and Truth pages on Instagram and on Facebook. Yeah. And I think that, you know, what has, I've really become very good at setting boundaries and not people pleasing and staying true to my heart, but it's taken a lot of work and it's taken a lot of training my own mind, you know, mm -hmm. and getting out of bad habits and yeah. realizing that, that when I say yes to too many things, it overextends me and drains me and makes me sick or stressed out and it's just not worth it and sometimes it could even be you know and during these times um we we have to say no to more things hopefully because we're being safe mm -hmm. um, but but i have found that i end up really busy in other ways and so sometimes even things that i really want to be doing like i want to go to lunch with someone or i want to go do this project i am like oh i really want to do this but how am I going to feel afterwards? And so even overextending yourself for good things sometimes leads to burnout or leads to you feeling depleted. And so we're going to be talking about a lot of these different things and just not people pleasing. And, and I had to learn that, you know, as a child, I, I was bullied in a couple of different ways. And what happened is I felt abandoned by friends. Mm -hmm. And then I found myself, you know, around the ages of nine, 10, 11, 12 and, and up, um collecting friends even if they weren't good people or even if i didn't really like them that much because i just was so scared of losing friends again uh, and until i started working on myself and really doing self-development and inner child work i didn't realize that's what i had been doing yeah and so you know now i've learned that in the last you know eight years or so i've learned you know what to do and what not to do yeah. around that and um it feels much more confident and free to not be people pleasing. Yeah. yeah. And then it's hard to take that step to say no and then get to that place where you realize, wow, this feels so much better when I'm free from all of this. But I think we are in this place where we feel like we want to be liked and it gives us a sense of uh, worth, self-worth and acceptance. So it's hard to get to the place of just knowing that we can give that to ourselves and we don't have to get that external approval. Right. But it's, it takes growth, it takes maturity to get to that place. Right, and realizing that, that not everybody's supposed to like you or be aligned with you. And mm -hmm. that's, that's so important And that many times, most of the time you're doing them a favor too if you don't feel aligned with them, yeah. then not, you know, it's doing them a favor as well. Even yeah. though it might not feel like it. Um, so let's get right into it. Okay. Um, so we have eight, eight ways of saying no more, setting boundaries and to stop people pleasing. And so I'll start with number one. And this one is just a review because I have mentioned this maybe on two other episodes and and you know my audience members and and people that I do coaching or readings with a lot of times I'll bring this up just because I feel like it's been so life changing for me. Yeah. Um, and it's just a simple exercise where you actually get two pieces of paper and it's called zero to one hundred, and you write a list of everything you're doing right now in your life, and you can do this about every two months. And then in the second piece of paper, you write your dreams, visions, and goals, mm -hmm. and on the paper of what you're doing in your life now. And this may include people you're seeing, habits, projects, your career, 
your hobbies, anything like that, um, you want to go back and you want to rate each item zero to 100. 100 being that it fuels you, it's amazing, you love it, it feels totally aligned with your heart and soul. Mm -hmm. And then obviously zero or 30 or even 50 is yeah. a lot more, is not, is not aligned with you. And hopefully everything on your dreams, visions, and goals is 100. <laughs> um, yeah. You want to go back and review and just take inventory. Like, how many things are you really doing in your life that aren't 100%? And how can you start to let go of those and shift your life and change things around so that pretty soon you're really living according to what your heart and soul wants? Yeah. You're not going against so that you don't get moody, you don't get bitter. Yeah. Um, you're really living true to you. And so it's a great way to learn and train your mind to say no. And, and I even do it like if someone asks me to do something, I'll go, okay, zero to 100, how much do I really want to do this? Mm. And I almost always don't do it unless it feels 100 or like 90 or 100, you know? Well, that's what I was going to ask you, because I think this concept is it, it really works. I've adopted it myself and I teach other people now. Um, but I always get one question. People ask if if I'm 99 percent, <laughs> can I say yes? <laughs> but I say I don't think so. I, I really think you have to be 100. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty strict with that. And I always think like, well, maybe there's a way to modify the thing, whatever it may be, to make it 100. Um, so I look oh. at it like that. Okay. Or sometimes if it, you know, sometimes if it, like, let's say it's someone you absolutely love and care about and they want you to help them move and you really don't want to, but in your heart you want to help them, then that's different. You know, something like that. Ah, uh, okay. You know, and you love them. Or sometimes I get, sometimes someone in their career has a task they really don't like to do, but they know it's going to lead to an outcome that's 100. Uh -huh. Then that's also another one that's kind of, Okay, well, it's worth it then because the outcome is is related to my career, which is a hundred. Okay, actually, those are really good tips. That's good. Yeah, I think I like the way you explain that. I think it'll be helpful. Okay, for everyone. Okay, so number two, uh, don't try to fix others. This is often a way to feel attention and love, but it's a waste of time. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. uh, can you have an example of that one? Don't you? Uh, well, my ex boyfriend when I was younger. Um, had a lot of issues. And I think that part of the reason that I didn't realize, but part of the reason I was even with him was because he became like a project where I was trying to fix him. Mm. And I remember I would read him things out of self-help books and he had a gambling problem and I went to the meetings for him. Oh that, my gosh. None of it worked. None of it worked. <laughs> of course and not. I, luckily I realized I was very young and luckily I realized, okay, this isn't working because he doesn't want to be fixed. I want him to be fixed. And so that was a big lesson in, in that the person has to want to, you can help, you can support, mm -hmm. but you can't be the one to fix. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And well, for one thing I want to say, like, I, it just feel like a big sense of relief when you, get to that point and you realize it's okay that I don't fix this person. Um, I, I've had my own experience with that for sure. So my thing was, I have a really great example. Um, so my parents are divorced now, divorced for, oh gosh, I'm going to sound really bad because I don't know the exact amount, but like, I want to say 15 years or so. Um, mm -hmm. when they first split up, um, 
I'm sharing this because it is personal, but I think it's going to help a lot of people. Right. Um, we went to a therapy session, the four of us, my mom, my dad, my sister, and I. First time we've ever done anything like that. Um, the therapist sat down with us, asked us this question, what it, of each of us, what do you want out of this? What do you want to happen? So my sister, it, her answer was, I, I want my parents to be happy. My dad said, uh, I want to find a way to stay together. My mom said, I want to be happy and leave. Um, and I said, I want to find a way to make them to fix this so they could mm -hmm. stay together. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and now, and then I would, I remember feeling uh, shocked by my sister's answer because I, and I was pissed. I was like, what, how could she say she wants them to be happy when that means happiness equals, they're not going to be together anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and, you know, to me, that's not important because all I needed, I wanted was if, as long as I could stay together, then I'm okay. Wow. So it took me a long time to get to the point where I realized that their happiness is very important and that I didn't need them to stay together. My dad didn't need them to stay together in order to be truly happy our definition of happy was just a family being together, but nobody was happy in it. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was yeah. definite, definitely like a people pleasing, like I need to fix it. So I took it on for a long time, for a very long time. I would, I felt like it, I'm in a, I'm so important in this, in this situation because they really need me to fix them. Mm -hmm. And, and it was like a codependent thing going on. Like I'm the one, I'm the strong one. I'm going to fix this. And then when I couldn't, I ended up with adrenal fatigue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cause it's so much pressure. I pushed too hard. I, um, I think I, I depleted myself. I made myself sick. Yeah. Right. So right. I so think my, it's very common. This is a very common thing that people yeah people want to fix there. And one of the, you know, it's interesting because yesterday, and I think your example was amazing because I think a lot of people have those family examples. Um, and it's amazing that you've learned that and have admitted it, you know, because mm -hmm. a lot of people still have it the rest of their lives. Um, yeah. But yesterday, yesterday I spoke at a workshop, um, virtual, and one of the people asked the question, how do I fix my significant other when he's chronically ill. Huh. And I said, I said, well, you cannot, mm -hmm. you have to realize you cannot fix them. You can support them. You can say loving things. You can give them affirmations, whatever that may be care. But if they don't want to be fixed, there's nothing you can do. You cannot make them or force them. And so I think that's another common one. Um, when someone's ill or depressed, um, we can only do so much and then we have to let them be on their journey of whatever oh, that yeah. Be. yeah, that's a big one. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's all like, as we talk about it, like a hitting me that, um, it's, we don't even realize we have the weight of the world on our shoulders in so many ways. And once we let go of those things and accept the fact that we don't have control over somebody else's life or are the outcome of it. And we also have to know that our sense of self is not attached to how somebody else is feeling or doing. Yeah. So that's, that's a big one. And gosh, I just know that 
I really, I did a number on myself and I, I like, I feel bad <laughs> looking well, back. Don't feel bad. You yeah, learned I feel, a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel bad that I did that to myself. Oh, okay. That's so what I mean. Compassionate towards yourself. That's good. Yeah, that's um, okay. But not, but not bad. Um, but yeah, this could be, I mean, I'm going to only talk about it for five more seconds, but this could be such a long conversation because it's even with what's going on in the world, with the pandemic, with politics, with anything like that, I think a lot of people have overboard pressure on themselves to try to step up and fix. And there's a difference, of course, let's do what we can, but you have to know when enough is enough and when you overextend yourself in that way as well. And also that you cannot force someone to have your viewpoints. And that is hard because it's hard to yeah. understand everyone's points of view, you know? Oh, so yeah. it's having that, it's having that compassion in some way, yeah. however we may, even if it's just, okay, that's another human being, you know? Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Everything you just said was, is all accurate. And then it made me think of 20 other things I want to say, but I'm going to let it go for now. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll be, to be continued in another episode. Right. My wheels okay, are spinning. So okay. We're going on. Okay. We're going on to number three now. And we'll, we'll kind of go quickly through a couple of these just to not go on and on. Um, okay. So number three is be assertive and direct so we have to practice because this is really hard for some people yeah. so practice being assertive calm open and honest practice in the mirror if needed use i language with the other person mm -hmm. and i want to say it's interesting i wasn't planning to do this but it came to my mind um my one of my big mentors al scaglioni um he just passed away mm -hmm. and um he was an amazing acting teacher. He introduced me to drama therapy and meditation. And he's one of the big reasons I do what I do today. Um, but he was my acting teacher when I was like 19, 20, 21, like young. And, um, and I did get to meet up with him again as an adult several times, but he taught me to get angry. I did not know how to get mm -hmm. angry. I had so much trouble getting assertive and angry. Yeah. And yeah. he taught me, he taught me to be that way, which I just, which is funny. Now I learned from my dad because my dad's really good at uh, standing up for his rights. But, mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. I just had trouble when I, I was, I guess, because of the people pleaser thing. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I'm very grateful to Al for that. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I want to just preface. It's okay to get angry, to process your own emotions, maybe your past traumas, things like that. So you can heal, but the way that some people are using their anger now to take advantage of the situation, to maybe take their anger out on right. other people, like projecting it on other people. That's a different story. Right. Exactly. And I, and when I say angry, I mean assertive, you know, being okay. able to stand up and say no to something without being so scared of what people think. Yeah. Okay. But when it turns into the righteousness and the right intolerance and yeah oh those other things it's different but yeah i get it um having a voice that's what that yeah. is yeah. yeah okay all right so the next one is use your intuition when making decisions what does your gut tell you Ex we're going to expand on that <laughs> what is right, your gut right. so so we just you know using your intuition a lot of our episodes if you go back and listen um, a lot of them talk about that and a lot of them give you tips and tools on that. But I always say if people feel they don't have an intuition or they don't know how to use it, just imagine that where your heart is, you have a scale 
Mm -hmm. and start to notice when something feels like a low, heavy energy or just light and flowing. And that's going to help you know if something's the right decision or the the not right decision. Yeah, because you always have the answers within. And a lot of times people think they need someone else to tell them what to do or they they just don't believe in themselves, trust themselves, trust their own intuition. But it, so it takes practice for one thing. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, one thing that I can use as, as an example is um, there was a time I was at a, a gathering and uh, someone was there that I got introduced to. And even as I was walking towards the person, I felt something was off, like kind of like a negative vibe. Mm -hmm. And it's not coming from a judgmental place because as empaths, we're not being judgmental. We're, we are just really knowing we, we feel the room, right? That's mm -hmm. what we said earlier. And we, we can feel people's vibes. And um, I felt something was just uh, really like, maybe like she was an energy sucker mm -hmm. kind of thing. So, but I, I didn't want to upset anyone. So I just had a conversation with her and I thought it would be, oh, I'll take it for a few minutes. I'll just, you know, be nice. But then um, it went on for a long time, the conversation and midway through, I felt sick. Mm. Like I literally thought I was going to pass out. I felt nauseous and I, I stayed in the conversation, but I'm like, hey, I feel like sitting down. Let's go sit down so, so that I could not pass out. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't, I, at the time, I didn't put it together that it was really, it was her energy that I was s taking on that was causing me to feel that way. So mm -hmm. I just stayed in it, but I paid for it the next day. I didn't feel good. I mean, it was, it's a whole thing. So I had to, I should have listened in, to my intuition in that moment and just said, nice to meet you. Walk away. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And you have to sometimes dare risk to upset someone but yeah. i've i've done that before where i've had to walk away and i'll just be like oh i have to be somewhere <laughs> yeah <laughs> or whatever like just because oh i can't take it anymore <laughs> yeah well now when i see her which is not often once in a while i'll see her somewhere at a gathering and um i will dodge her <laughs> yeah it's not nice but i will nicely dodge her <laughs> right right we have to sometimes so yeah. <laughs> um okay number five uh say uh, i like this one say just say i'm maxed out and this may be the truth um this is a way of saying you have way too much going on and you're taking care of yourself and conserving emotional and physical energy and like i said earlier sometimes this is even with positive things you know i i sometimes will go oh my gosh i really want to go to that event or i really want to see that person i really want to but yeah. I'm doing this and this and this with my kids and, you know, this many hours of work and stuff around the house. And I know that I'll be overextended. And so sometimes even that I have to say no, but especially, yeah. especially the things that you really know you don't want to do. Yeah. You can yeah. just say, I'm, I have too much going on. Um, check back. Let's check back in two months or six weeks yeah. or um, I know authors will say, oh, I'm working on my book for the next three months. So I really am not <laughs> seeing anybody or whatever, you know, whatever you need to do to, yeah. to set your boundaries. Yeah, definitely. Those boundaries are important. And also with yourself, just want to throw this in. Um, even little things like if you feel tired during in the middle of the day and you really could use a little cat nap, let yourself do it. Because right. I think that we're not I think we try to just be so 
uh, productive and, and on the go all the time, get things done and make sure everything gets done in the in one day. But we it's okay to put things aside when we're not feeling well or we're tired, things like that. We have to listen to our bodies too. Exactly. Okay. All right. Next one, get help or support from a coach or mental health professional or even a friend who cheers you on. Right. And that's like, I think that is an example of, of if you build, you work on confidence building because confidence can definitely be learned. Um, you have a friend you regularly talk to, to get their feedback or give them feedback. And then I know you do that type of work, even with your inner child healing work. Yes. Um, it's definitely, it's something that is so important. Um, a lot of times what we have going on in our adult life is connected to things that have happened in our past and our, in, in our childhood. And some people don't put those two together, but it always goes together. And if you can go back and heal um, the inner child, and I think it's about self-worth. Um, when we have a hard time saying no now in our adult life, um, it might have some connection to our past where maybe something happened in our childhood where we didn't feel like we were good enough or worthy. Um, we didn't know how to express ourselves or, you know, use our voice. Um, we weren't taught those things. So if we go back and we heal those areas of our life, it will help to make us more confident, more able to accept our own authentic selves. And then we'll be able to feel empowered, more empowered to say no now. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it does take work. It takes work and practice. Yes. And messing up and <laughs> all that. <laughs> yes. Cause it's we're not perfect. Okay. Yes. It's all okay. It's all yeah. perfectly perfect. Yeah. Um, okay. Number seven, this is a big one too. learn how to overcome guilt. See it as a sign that you're taking care of you and being true to yourself. And I think that we get taught maybe, you know, from all different places, but we get taught sometimes through ancestors, through upbringing, through what we see on TV, that we should, should, should be certain ways. Mm -hmm. And so I have found that, that sometimes when we do have guilt about things, it helps to shift it and go, well... I'm going to forgive myself for this. And it's teaching me to have non-judgment toward others. It's teaching me wisdom. It's teaching me grace, whatever it may be. Yeah. Teaching me courage sometimes. Um, and you learn not to feel guilty, but it takes time because you have to stop and analyze it. Go, really? You know, am I supposed to be feeling guilty here? What does this really mean? You know, and so I think yeah. that's and when we feel guilty, a lot of times I don't think we recognize that as guilt. We just feel like we go to a place where we're hard on ourselves. We we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. Um, and I think it comes from the something that happened maybe, again, in the past um, that we don't even realize is connected. I have a, something that just happened in a reading. Um, this is a perfect example. Uh, mm -hmm. cl my client, uh, her, her husband passed. He came through and he said she needs to forgive herself. Um, she's feeling guilty and she needs to be able to move forward. Right now she's stuck in her life and she didn't even really grasp what he was saying because she couldn't see that in herself because it's hard. It's very hard to see it in ourselves. But once it was explained, the story was that he, uh, she, she got sick and she was, 
she almost died in the hospital. And he said, um, he kind of prayed and said, please take me instead. Whatever you can, you can do. I need her to live. If, if it's one or the other, take me. Wow. So, so then she recovered. And then a couple, maybe like three months later, he got sick. And I don't remember what the timeline was, but very soon after he ended up passing away. Oh my and, gosh. Yeah. And so she, since then has carried this guilt that, it is so deep. It's so heavy that she's so she's just stuck in her life. She doesn't know how to let herself be happy now because she feels like it's her fault that he died because he decided to let her live and his life take his life instead. You know, so it is something that's that's can be buried or can be just so like right in front of you and you don't even realize that you're carrying this guilt. Mm -hmm. But so many people have it and we call it survivor's guilt. In that, yeah, in that it's sense. so yeah. powerful that you can be that vessel where he came through and told her, no, you're not supposed to feel that guilt. It's okay. Right. And I think it helped her in such a big way now that she was able to finally see it and start working on forgiving herself for it. Mm -hmm. She really amazing. didn't do anything wrong. Right. Yeah. Right. You have to sometimes it sucks, but you have to sometimes trust what's stuff we don't know. We don't know why something happens. I know. We just accept what is instead. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. All right. So our, we're on the last one. Yeah. <laughs> um, notice what drains you. Think about the consequences ahead of time. This is a good one. <laughs> oh, so like, it's interesting because it's, it's almost like the definition of the word savvy. And in business, when you say, oh, I'm going to be savvy about that business decision, it's projecting ahead of time what do I think is going to happen? Is it going to be um, safe to do this or successful to do this? So it's the same thing. It's being savvy with our decisions about what, what to spend our time on. That's actually a really good way to look at it. Yeah. So I have an example, I guess. It, it's something that everybody deals with all the time, but something just happened the other day where Eric, my husband, um, he's been doing a lot of walking and hiking. And so he decided to take a new route last weekend. And um, he met someone there and they they took him on this new hike. And he thought, oh, I've been hiking for a while. I can do this. Well, he gets to like maybe halfway and realizes this is too much. But mm -hmm. instead of listening to his body, he decided to ignore it and he kept going and going. And um, for one thing, he never, he did not make it to the top that time. He's probably going to kill me for saying that, but, but he will eventually, but um, he was really hard on himself. But he wasn't did, it was so hot? So it was really hot and the conditions weren't great, but um, he ended up coming home and he didn't feel good for the whole day. It just ruined his whole day because he, he just kept pushing and it, it was like, it was, I think he ended up with like maybe heat stroke or something or some minor thing, but it was, he just did not feel good. He couldn't even get up from the couch. So I think it was maybe a lesson for him that, you know, you can't skip steps. You have to do the baby steps. You have to listen and 
listen to your body often whenever it says, you know what, right now I feel too tired or I'm, I, today I'm just going to go this much. But, but like, he's like, has this mindset where I have to be at the top. I have to be the best. So yeah, it's just, it, it's a lesson. I think that um, hopefully he won't do that again, but I think we all do that. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, and it's just what you just said is thinking of the consequences first, if we can, I mean, sometimes we don't know, but if you can, you know, yeah. oh, today's going to be really hot. Maybe I should exercise where there's air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> How logical is that? <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes we don't know. I remember that day you told me what happened. Yeah. And I, I did the same thing, not with working out, but we went Nate somewhere outside on a patio. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize how hot it was at that place. And I started feeling like that because I sat outside too long. I started feeling weird and sick and dizzy because it was like a hundred degrees and you're in the hundred degrees too long. You might start feeling a little icky. (laughs) Yeah. I think with that situation on that day, it was a humidity. Oh, maybe. Yeah. It just can make you feel yucky. Yeah. But but anyway, just being savvy about your decisions Mm -hmm. and I hope that all of these really help everyone. And um, I would just love to hear from our listeners, you know, which ones, which ones are you struggling with? Do you need any advice? Which ones because of this later on, are you better at, you know, Mm. Um, which one of you, which ones of you are empaths, things like that is so interesting. We love hearing from people. We hear from people all over the world and What's so fascinating is we we get statistics and we are in the top shows in Denmark and where where else was it Argentina no oh yeah, gosh no, Philippines Philippines yes 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 and it, it, it changes like, uh, it, it changes it like all the time Russia. yeah 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 it's so fascinating yeah I, and we, you know we have a lot of U.S. and Canada and U.K. and Australia but it's so cool to see that we even have listeners like that far away in the world. Oh yeah, in other countries speak different languages. They're still listening. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we're teaching them English. <laughs> <laughs> that would that'd be awesome. Oh uh, my gosh. <laughs> we're in some way, I don't know. But anyways, well everyone out there please stay healthy and safe and sending you lots of light and love. Um please don't forget to check us out on our social media and check out the imperfectly perfect campaign um on their website and instagram and we have a contest coming up too that people will probably be excited about so check that out in the coming days what'd you say on instagram on instagram that's going to be on our instagram talk purpose truth account uh so go make sure to uh to find that soon and uh hope you guys will try to apply for the prizes (laughs) awesome all right bye everyone bye have a good day for more information on eden go to edensustin.com for more information on kim go to kimlifecoach.com Make sure to follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Talk Purpose and Truth Podcast. If you loved this episode, you'll love every episode. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Thank you for listening.